Hey everyone, we are so excited to have you with us. Today we are going to talk about how to optimize your processes for efficiency and scalability. Balancing building a successful business and being a superstar mom is hard, and yet in today's digital world, it's more common than ever. The question becomes, how do we successfully grow a business and children at the same time? Join us for a candid conversation as we share our insights into marketing and motherhood. I'm Angela Reeder. And I'm Jesse Valle. Welcome to the Marketing Moms Podcast. So I want to start by saying, even though we are including scalability in our discussion today, we understand that most of you are at the point where you are either not scaling, just sort of maintaining or scaling slowly, Mm -hmm. which is where the efficiency part comes in. Because if you can make your business more efficient, you don't have to spend as much time on it. And part of that can include adding team members or other things that are considered scaling, even if it's not like exponential income growth. That's a really good point. And I also sometimes consider efficiency and scalability, like scaling as almost like a way to maintain what you're doing while working less. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So that's another thing because a lot of people think scalability is I'm going to work the same and do more. And make more money. Yeah. Right. But I don't want to do more. I want to do the same. So I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to do the same and work less. Work less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. It just, I know it sounds weird for us to say, like, we're talking about maintaining, we're talking about slow growth, and then jump into something and be like, let's talk about how to scale your business. Like, not that kind of scaling. <laughs> yeah. I want, I mean, we should come up with a term for that. Like, yeah. Okay, I, I it's too early in the morning. I can't come up with something creative. No, I haven't. But had it would be the yet. opposite of scaling up, scaling down, scaling sideways. There we go. Oh, I like that. That's good. <laughs> scaling sideways. <laughs> the piano scale. There we go. Um, there you go. <laughs> no, because the keys, keys, the sounds go up. Anyway, that's true. The first thing is implementing automation. That is the easiest way to optimize your processes and become efficient. It's just taking those mundane tasks that you do manually over and over and over again and finding a way to automate them. Mm-hmm. Now, Angela and I get super lit up about this because we are automation and tech geeks. Yes. But <laughs> that's why you would find someone like us. <laughs> To look at your business and find ways to implement automation where you never thought you could. Um, yeah. For example, I know someone who is working on uh, a program where actually I think it's an event. And every time they add that someone purchases the event, they add them to a course mm-hmm. in Teachable or something, which it's not being used as a course. It's just being used as an information hub for the right. event. So it's like, go to Teachable and you'll find all the information for the event. And they never thought about, hey, by the way, you can automate that to where when someone purchases, <laughs> oh. they are automatically added to Teachable. And so it, it's little things like that where it's like, hey, by the way, did you know you can automate that? You don't have to add them manually yeah, or check every day and figure out who purchased to go add them mm-hmm. to Teachable. 
so it's just little things like that. Sometimes, yeah, the it's almost like maybe you should start writing down the things that you do over and over, over, and, over, and, over again, and over again and thinking about a way that you could automate that. Yeah, and this one gets a lot of pushback because implementing the automation takes time. Like you have to think mm-hmm. about what you're automating, how you want it to work, what programs you're going to use, actually do the setup and run the test to make sure it works. And so I see a lot of business owners, especially service business owners that push back on that. Like, no, it takes too much time. I'll just do it. It's faster. Like, it is faster for you to do it one time than mm-hmm. to set up the automation. But once you've set up the automation, you don't even have to think about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have another example. So I'm working with a client who has a challenge and they they have specific emails they send out during that challenge, right? And for it, it's a monthly challenge. So every month they set up the emails where it's week one, week two, week three, week four, all the things. And I come in and I take a look at this and I'm just like, you, you do realize you don't have to set those emails up every time, right? Because you're not changing the emails. Yeah. Just like even though that. it's a copy and paste, it still takes time to think, okay, you got to you gotta copy it and then you have to think what day and time do I want to send this out in, in thinking. So I swooped in and you're right, Angela, it did take me a couple days to really think about and implement, okay, here's how it's going to work. They're going to be added to – and um, this is one of the beautiful things that I love about the new ClickFunnels 2.0 is that it has events. And so I created an event that resets every first of the month. And so what it does is it, it assigns people to an event and then based on that time, a few days before, it will send email number one and then it triggers – like it uses that event time – as the yeah. trigger for the rest of the emails for the rest of the month. And now guess what? They don't have to set up another email ever again for that yep. challenge. I just did it all. Yeah. And it took me a couple of days. Yeah. And I'm very proud of it, if you can't tell. <laughs> no, you should be. That's really cool. Yeah. And that's the kind of automations that I really enjoy because it really does make a big impact. Now, I have smaller automations for myself and my business that are not quite as impactful as that, but still make a huge difference for me. Like I have automations to send a text message if someone schedules a meeting with me so that Mm -hmm. I like, I get an email, but like, just so that I have it, if I'm out, you know, I get a extra reminder, like, don't forget somebody's got a meeting with you. Um, Things like that. And you, those are really simple automations. It took me like five minutes to set up, mm-hmm. but it's made a big difference in making sure my calendar is <laughs> organized. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be like a big grand automation, although those are going to make a really big impact. It can be smaller, simple automations that can help streamline things. Yeah. You made me think of just the simple act of filter in your inbox. Yeah. If you're using Google anyway, it's really easy to filter by a certain type of email or from a certain sender and send it into a folder or something like that. So it never hits your inbox. Angela and I are very different in this. She is the type that likes inbox zero. She likes clearing out her email, this and that. 
I sign up for so many random things and get so many emails. I just let it go. I have thousands and thousands and thousands. I've given up. <laughs> so no matter which type you are, I will still say that the the filtering still yeah. helps. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> All right. So kind of going with that, the next thing that you can do is to streamline your workflows, which is basically look at the process that you're using to do certain things and then take out all of the unnecessary stuff. And that's, it goes along with automation because a lot of times when business owners, especially service business owners start to look at the implementation of, of automating things, they realize that they're doing a lot of extra stuff they don't necessarily need to do in the process of doing whatever else. Right. And I think there is a difference there. Like we're not talking about workflow in the sense of automation. We're just talking about the steps it takes you to do something. Yeah. Are you doing something unnecessary? Is there a way you could simplify? Uh, for example, a lot of people like to batch things like social media posts or um, videos and like whatever you create, blog posts, all these things. Yeah. They like to do them in batches because it really streamlines their workflow. Yeah. And another thing with that is using templates. So having templates mm. for certain kinds of social media posts or certain kinds of blog posts can help because one, it's going to help you structure your actual content when you're trying to like write or plan. Um, and two, if you can just drop the content into the template and go, you're not constantly redesigning the, you know, redesigning it every time you go in there. Yeah. And, and a lot of it's really nice for that because it has that little randomizer button. Mm -hmm. So you can use the same template, click the randomizer button. It'll like change all the colors to your, like with your brand colors to something different so that it doesn't necessarily look exactly the same on your Instagram every single time. <laughs> yeah. I like that a lot. And not just templates. Let's talk about SOPs. If yeah. you just write down the process of how you do something, it makes it so much easier for one, for you to not even think that you accidentally forgot a step when you're right. doing something. But also it makes it super easy if down the line you hire a team or even bring on an assistant to just be like, oh, I have this process written down for you right here. Here you go. This is how I do it. And then you'll know that they're not going to skip a step. And it it's easier for you to let go knowing that you created that process. Yeah. And I know we've talked about a couple ways to do that with things like Loom and Tango and things like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, hint, hint, wink, wink, we might be talking about it again in a few weeks. <laughs> More in depth. <laughs> yes. All right. The next thing is to really adopt these lean principles where you just eliminate the extra waste. We are all doing something that we're doing because it's easy mm -hmm. and because it helps us avoid the actual money-making activities. <laughs> yes. Eliminate those. Just get rid of it. For me, it was making my inbox zero. Apparently, Angela does not feel <laughs> the same. But I, I got to not. a point where I was like, I'm wasting time going through these blasted emails. I'm just going to let it go. Yeah. 
But to be fair, I use my inbox as like a to-do list as well, yeah. which you don't do. I do not. I don't. Mm-mm. So another thing, and this was one of the things back when I offered um, like automation and things like that, as like this as a service, one of the first things I would do is have um, have my clients write down all of the places they're spending money on programs and services. Uh, one, so that you can see what can be connected to automate, but two, because then you, it's easier to see like, oh, you're spending $27 a month on this thing and you're not even using it. Like, mm-hmm. why are you, why are you doing that? And a lot of times they would be surprised like, <laughs> oh, I didn't know I wasn't using that. Or I didn't know I didn't need to spend $27 on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, And it's just because our businesses naturally change. We change the programs we use. We change services a little bit. We adjust the way we're doing things. But we don't necessarily go back and look and make sure that we're only spending where we should be spending. Mm -hmm. So that is one really nice way because once you eliminate some of those expenses, then you automatically have a little bit more profit. I like it. Or maybe you have a little bit extra to spend on a higher yes. version of something you actually really like and use. Yes, which is our next thing, which is to invest in technology. Um, mm-hmm. And I've seen this too. I always tell people to get the cheapest version of whatever does the most stuff that you want it to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. But sometimes the cheapest version is the top tier of a thing. Like mm-hmm. It's okay to be the person that spends you know, $150 a month on Zoom if you're hosting four webinars a month and you have 400 people coming and, you know, Mm -hmm. then that's fine. That's what you need. You should invest in the technologies that are going to help you make your business easier, simpler, more effective. The one that always blows my mind is when people try to use Wix or some free website builder. (laughs) Here's the thing. Here's my soapbox for like 30 seconds. If you had a physical business, you Mm -hmm. wouldn't bat an eye at spending hundreds, even thousands a month on a a physical space to rent for that storefront. How can you not spend – 150 bucks on hosting in a domain for a legit WordPress website. That's all yeah. I'm asking. Or yeah. I know some people love Squarespace. Cool. Go do Squarespace. But seriously, if it's not Squarespace or WordPress. Yeah. <laughs> now, everyone knows I am very deeply connected with ClickFunnels. I understand you can you can use ClickFunnels for your website as well. That's fine because it's also something you pay for. If you're not using one of those three things, I don't know why. <laughs> yes. Like, do well, you and it just doesn't feel professional enough to me. Treat your treat your business professionally because you are a professional. That's all I want to say. Yes. And they're not free is Mm-mm. the thing. And I I have clients that will start on like a Wix site because they think it's free. But if you want to have any kind of e-commerce on there, if you want to use some of their integrations, if you want to connect a regular domain, like just a normal .com domain, it's going to cost money. 
Mm. So it's not like you're getting a website for free. <laughs> Got it. I'm it just saying in the grand cheaper, scheme of things, but it's not free. And yeah, and I'm just saying a lot of people grand, don't understand that. <laughs> yeah. The grand scheme of things is a hundred dollars for your, your storefront home web, yeah. like web presence is totally worth it. It's totally yes. worth it. It's a no brainer. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. That's my soapbox. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes, like if you, especially at this point in your business, you're not trying to penny pinch. You probably mm-hmm. have a little bit of money to play with for your business. And if there is a tool that let's say you use a project management system that has a, the next tier that has more automation and better features, this might be the time to invest in that and upgrade to make your life easier so that, again, you can step out more and not have so much manual work. Yeah. So our next one is kind of situation specific (laughs) and that is continuous training for yourself, for your team. And sometimes that can mean a new course or a summit or something like that. Sometimes it can be as simple as giving your staff an hour to go play in a program and learn about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be like a big, grand, expensive thing. Yeah. Uh, but it is important to for yourself and for your team to have that time available to just learn how to use the programs. Because the better you are at using your programs, the better they are at using your programs, the easier and faster it's going to be to get things done. Now, another thing that I have done when I've been the lead of a team is doing quick 10-minute videos or less, like once a week, so that everyone's on the same page about how we do things in Mm -hmm. that business as a process, so that person A doesn't do it one way and person B doesn't do it another way. And so that, to me, is also continuous training to be like, okay, person C is the one actually working on a task related to this, <laughs> but I need everyone to understand how person C is doing it mm-hmm. and how I want it done. So yeah. I'm going to make a video and every team member has to watch it. Yeah. Even though you're not really working on it right now. And that also reminds me, um, again, with working with that same team, I have an entire location where I've built up a repository of all those trainings So that if they finally do have a time where they need to do a task like that, they go back and like, oh, I know Jesse did a training on that. Let me go find it. Yeah. And it's not just trainings. It's also processes. So I myself create some of these things and then I go reference them. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. What did I say? You don't do very often. Like, what's the naming convention that I said here? How do I add tracking on this? Like, I go back to those things, even though it's not like it's all about processes and it's not just programs. It's also processes and things like that. So um, I I would encourage you not just to create trainings, but then to create a bank of them, a searchable bank. Yes. Yeah. Something searchable. Mm hmm. For sure. All right. The next one is like 
decision-making using data. Yes. Right? This is another one people have a hard time with. This is one I have a hard time with because I'm not the biggest fan of the numbers and stuff. However, um, using your analytics, like first of all, you got to know where your analytics are and look at them. Mm-hmm. But then know how to make informed decisions. That's the big thing here is making informed yeah. decisions, not just making a decision by random, eh, this feels right. No. Right. Here is the data. Make a good decision about it. And also to identify areas for improvement. So, for example, here on this podcast, Angela and I weekly take a look at our numbers of which podcast episodes are getting the most listens. And then from there, we know where our audience is leaning, what you like more, which ones didn't really hit that you didn't like so much, and that kind of stuff we really take into account as we move forward. So if we're like, ooh, they don't really like hearing about this, then we don't really talk about it that much. (laughs) Angela's dog is like, nope, not going to let Angela talk right now. (laughs) So she's on mute. But anyway, yes. Also, it's also about using analytics for for another example. I'm going to talk at Angela right now because she can't tell me no. (laughs) I'm going to use this time to my advantage. Instagram, Angela. We need to talk about Instagram. You have been diligently posting daily and our numbers are not going up. It is pointless for you to spend all that time. I'm like, I'm like pointing, like I'm shaking my finger at her. It is pointless for you to spend all that time doing daily posts when we would do just as fine with three times a week. (laughs) So for 2024, I demand you stop posting daily. (laughs) Okay, we can definitely (laughs) drop down. That was the daily thing. I actually did ask Jesse to let me, I was like, let me post daily for a little while. Let me see if I can get the numbers up. But she's right. It didn't, it didn't make any difference at all. And that's fine. You can try it, but now let's actually look at the numbers. But yeah, look at the numbers. And be like, okay, no. Now, here's what I want you to do. I will, here, here, I will let you post (laughs) daily if it's a daily video post. Ew. (laughs) Honestly, I think that could work better than what we were doing. (laughs) Get some more reels up there. Um. So it's things like that. Like we tried it. It didn't quite work how we wanted to, knowing it's okay to let it go or make changes. Yes, exactly. So our last thing, Mm -hmm. our last thing is to regularly review your processes. Look Mm -hmm. over your business. What are you doing? Why are you doing it? What programs are you using and why? Um, are your procedures still streamlined or do they have extra unnecessary steps? Um, just sort of take a minute and do an overview of your business and your processes and your expenses. Yeah. And this doesn't have to be all the time. It could be once a quarter. It could Mm -hmm. even just be once a year where you take a look and think about it. But I would also encourage you to get feedback from anyone else that you've been working with. 
maybe you hired an assistant to help with something and they are the ones doing it all the time. Maybe they have great ideas on how to streamline it, but you've never asked. Be open to asking to do things differently. I am a control freak. I have a very hard time with this, but sometimes it's okay, (laughs) especially when working (laughs) with contractors. We know this. I can't always dictate how or when they do something. I'm just paying for the end result. Mm -hmm. So trust that they may actually know how to do it better than you. (laughs) Especially because I'm the best at everything. Everybody knows this. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) but i guess you could have some good ideas too (laughs) so those are really ways that we think you can optimize your processes in your business for efficiency and scalability because all those things in my mind help scale the efficiency so that you can actually back down in this point in your business that Angela and I have been talking about to, to step back to do what we wanted, like the reason we started the business in the first place. Yeah. Let's, let's go do those things that we wanted to do most likely with our children. Yes. Or maybe just to go, you know, read a book. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you, it was you wanted to do. Yeah. I, I kid you not, like I've been watching some HGTV. Nice. Side note. Oh my gosh, it's so addicting. And I've been seeing these people with like screened in porches and I'm just like, oh, that's a dream right there. That'd be nice. What would I do? Because I have a deck. I was like, I could screen in my deck. Is it really, like, is it weird that that would make such a big difference? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, but I'm I'm imagining in my own little world that I am in a screened in sunroom deck porch thing and <laughs> sipping my coffee, reading my book and yes. guess what? Not working because I've Not made it so working. efficient that it can work without me. <laughs> Isn't That's that nice? the dream right there. Yes. <laughs> definitely. All right. So if you have anything that you do to optimize your processes, let us know. Reach out to us. We are at Marketing Moms Podcast on Instagram. Or you can always contact us at contact at marketingmoms.co. And um, yeah, we look forward to chatting with you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. We're so honored this is where you chose to spend your time. If this episode helped you in some way, please share it with another mom who needs to hear it. We're in this together. And if you're ready for next steps, free goodies, and more, head over to marketingmomspodcast.com. We'll see you next week.